0: Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Those Murder Girls Podcasts. We are your hosts. I'm Raina.
1: And I'm Marie. Thank you for joining us this Friday. I feel like it has been the never-ending week. And it is very <laughs> early
0: in the week that we are recording. Yes. That is so... Bring on
1: Friday. So this week we are actually going to be telling you guys about a case out of Riverside, California. And if you lived here or around this area in the year 2013, then you may have heard about this case or have been close
0: to it. I totally remember this one. I remember reading about it. I remember it on TV.
1: When we talked about covering it instantly, we were like, oh my gosh, I remember this. I mean, it was really big in this area. So the case today is of Terry Smith Jr. And he was first reported missing on July 7th, 2013, after last being seen alive by his half brother the day before. And they lived in Menifee, California, which is located in Riverside.
0: Menifee is located about 75 miles southeast of Los Angeles, in between LA and San Diego, like off the little 215 freeway that leads to my favorite brewery, the Mason Jar. So if any of you guys live around here, hop on the 215, go to Menifee, exit Newport. I still haven't been there. And hit- Okay, we have I to still go. have not been there. Yes, whenever I think of Menifee, I think of Mason Jar, and I only go to Menifee for Mason Jar. Okay, off topic. So... The entire family in the community totally rallied in searches for this 11-year-old boy and wondered where he could have gone or what could have possibly happened to him. Sadly, just three days after Terry was reported missing, his body would be found on his family's property on Helen Lane in Menifee, buried in a shallow grave. The question became how, why, why. Who could have done the unthinkable? And we're also going to tell you during this case about the people responsible for the crime and how they're actually free today. So as we dive into this story, we want you guys to think about this question. Was justice served in this case? We don't believe justice was served in this case. No. But to each their own.
1: Yeah, definitely to each their own. I would keep an open mind, but I remember when we were doing the research, I definitely felt That justice was not. But we'll tell you guys about that as we get into it.
0: Let's get into it. So
1: I remember this case when it unfolded here in Riverside. And I personally remember watching the news thinking, like, what in the world happened to this kid? Like, he's 11 years old. Where is he? Then one night I was watching the news. And this was right after he uh, had first been reported missing. And I saw that there were police cars and tents. And it was all set up in the family's backyard up in Menifee off Helen road, like Raina had said, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Then they had released the following day that they had found human remains that fit the young boy, Terry's description. Cause remember this was only a matter of days. Not a whole lot of time had elapsed. So his remains were buried in this shallow grave, just feet from his home in the backyard. And I remember getting personal chills, like what happened to Terry? Who would do this to him? He's 11 years old. And then let alone just bury him in the backyard. That makes me think, you know, it would have to be someone close to him. Mm -hmm. If you're going to bury him in the backyard. So watching the case unfold on the news and then in court, it was just a really, I mean, personally a heart wrenching story to watch Terry Smith, Jr. He was born on March 21st, 2002 Terry Smith, Jr. Had lived with his mother, Shauna her girlfriend, his half-brother, 16-year-old Skyler, and his 13-year-old half-sister. Terry's father lived in West Virginia, and his name was Terry Smith Sr. So young Terry Jr. had a nickname of Juju. He was actually given that name from the time that he was born. Those close to him always referred to him as Juju, like that was it. Terry had lived with his father in West Virginia until he was approximately eight years old. It was said in an article that we had read that his dad suffered some pretty significant health setbacks. So Terry then went on to live in California with his mother, Shauna. Terry was described as an animal lover, very into the outdoors, just all around like a well-liked kid, really adored by the community, his classmates. Pretty much everyone that knew him. The relationship between Terry and his stepbrother, Skyler, was described as rough at times. And this was what Terry Sr. said. He said that, you know, they would roughhouse. And I'm sure, I mean, I roughed house, you know, with my siblings when I was growing up. But Terry Sr. did say that sometimes he thought the roughhousing turned a little bit more. Like more than just roughhousing, more violent. He also said that he felt the relationship between Skylar and the younger siblings was troubled, which I guess you could take that how you want. But if he's able to see that he sees that something's wrong. Yeah. And he stated that in an article that we did read. So young Terry Jr. was said to be autistic by his mother, which this is something that Terry's father has strongly denied. He said the boy was extremely hyper, but Terry was not autistic whatsoever.
0: And you have to think he knows his son. His son lived with him for years and years and years. Yeah. Why would he deny it? Maybe it seems like he really cares for him. Yeah. So originally, Terry was said to have been last seen at his home around 9 p.m. on July 6th. When the family woke up the next morning, he had just vanished from where he was sleeping. His mother, Shauna, had went out with her friends to play pool the night before, and she had gotten home around 1 a.m. When she got home, she thought all the kids were asleep in their beds because, you know, didn't seem like anybody was awake, so she went to bed herself. So she says that when she woke up, On the morning of the 7th, she discovered that Terry wasn't there when she called out his name. So she reported him missing to the police department at 10 a.m. So a huge search kicks off for Terry by sky ground there's helicopters patrols bloodhounds all trying to track down terry's last movements so everybody in the community rallied searching for terry and there was just no trace of him people in the community it literally took off work like this little boy's disappearance just tugged at everyone's heartstrings everybody was out looking for him just hoping they could bring him home safe the following day, more than a hundred volunteers show up searching every single inch of the city. And like we said, if you lived in that area around that time, you may have even searched for Terry, mm-hmm. but you know how massive this search was. like there was nobody. That was just sitting on their butts. Everybody was out looking for him. I
1: think they kind of took it like personally too. Like this is a member of the community. This is a young 11 year old boy. Like their I kids friend. That. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Terry had finished up school and was preparing to head back to the East Coast to visit with his father And it was at this time that his dad was expecting a phone call that he was ready to go. But instead, Terry Sr. receives a phone call saying that his son's missing. As cops are obviously questioning those that last seen little Terry, someone's story of events begin to change. And that someone is Terry's half-brother, Skylar who had just finished up his sophomore year at Pomona Valley High School. He told investigators that he had left the house on Helen Lane to head to the store around the same time that his mom was out playing pool. And Skylar said that he saw his little brother following behind him and that he told Terry that he needed to go back home. He was like, stop following me. You need to go back home. And according to Skylar. Terry turned around. I don't know. He said that was the last time he ever seen him. So a couple of things are just weird. Why are you now just telling investigators that you saw your little brother like outside of the house following you to the store? Like you should have told your mom that when he was missing, like your little brother's not at home.
1: I think like if the mom wakes up in the morning, she's like, where's Terry? That would have been a prime opportunity for you to say, oh, you know what, mom? I was actually walking to 7-Eleven or whatever store last night. And he was following me, and I was just like, hey, go home.
0: So now we need to like search,
1: like maybe at the neighbor's houses. Yeah, like or now something. time has already passed. Yeah. I thought that was super odd too. And I'm just saying, like, if I'm, you know, my younger siblings or older siblings,
0: I would make sure that they got home in the dark. Like, you're going to be annoyed, but you turn around, you make sure they get, get home, home, you shut the door, and then yeah. you. Yeah, they'll just bail. Carry on.
1: on. find it odd. <clears throat> so. With this new information, I kind of wonder if cops were like, hmm, you know, maybe Skyler isn't really being that forthcoming with information. But the search for uh, Terry just carries on. The cops reach out to all the local sex offenders in that direct area. Nothing comes of it. At this point, over 700 volunteer searchers gathered. They searched by foot over a 55 square mile radius. And you guys, this was in July in California. So this is like a hundred degrees outside. Easy. Everyone in this community is just hell bent on finding Terry. Sadly, on July 10th, just three days after Terry was first reported missing, his partial remains were found in a shallow grave in his own backyard on his property. Now, the 911 call is pretty chilling uh, with the firefighter that was on scene. He found um, he called it in to report Terry. He said, quote, OK, we believe we may have found a human head and quote. Now, the crazy part of the story and the way that they found Terry in itself is very interesting So a woman by the name of Pam Raglan said that she had psychic abilities. She said she had a vision. And this is what she told KCLA 9 News. She said, quote, I saw him sleeping like under a tree, kind of laying down like he was sleeping. I saw the city was far away and there was a dirt road. Like as Michelle's just saying it. That's crazy. Crazy. So, Pam said she was just watching the nightly news and the missing boy Terry, his disappearance came on the news. And she said she started to have this like intuition, this vision about where Terry's body was. And mind you, you guys, she has no idea who Terry or his family even is. She's just watching the coverage of it on the local news. That's crazy. That's insane. So then. She goes on to explain how she joined the search for Terry along with her. Actually, she brought her children along with her and she led the firefighter to the back of the home directly to Terry's remains in that grave. That's crazy. Whoa, that is super crazy. So initially the cops are like, what the hell? Like, who are you? Like, right
0: or we have our girl <laughs> like what are you doing yeah <laughs> what? like how did you know that he was there she's just this everyday lady member of the community I mean, just helping finding- search and she's like oh hey, hold up he's
1: over here super weird and another thing is the search crews had stated that they searched that yard multiple times before like not just once or twice a few times and nothing had turned up so how did they not find him then but this psychic found him that's weird that is weird I will admit, I think it's very odd. She has zero connection to these people. She actually lives in Orange County, you guys, which is like 60 miles from Menifee. So the whole circumstance surrounding her vision and finding Terry is very strange. Raina and I agree that they needed her on that JG and Tylee case with the cult mom. Remember, they found the kids in the
0: backyard. Yeah, they needed her.
1: Those kids would have been found a long time
0: ago. And side note, if you guys have not listened to Mommy Doomsday, it's a Dateline podcast. You have to listen to it. There was so much that was new to me in that. It was crazy. I binged it.
1: I watched something on it the other night and I couldn't believe that they still hadn't filed Like the murder charges or anything, and they're just like, who who
0: did it? Well, who did all of them? Right, the brother, the husband, the wife. Who was it? All of them. They needed Pam. They do need Pam. Pam, Pam, hit us up. Give us your number. We want to pass it. We want to talk to you. (laughs) So the cops question Pam, obviously wanting to know, like, did this lady have something to do with this death? Because it's not every day that someone just has a vision and is literally able to lead cops directly to a deceased human being in a shallow grave. It's just not normal. Mm-mm. She was eventually ruled out and the cops, the hunt was on for the actual killer. So sad, you guys. I just hate cases where kids are involved. Like, in I do too. any way. I just feel like
1: they're so much more harder okay not that any case is different not that I have like an age preference no but they're just I'm just anything involving children
0: yeah well what the coroner did reveal because very little to this day has been revealed is that the cause of death in Terry's case was blunt force trauma to his head the cops zero back in to the last person to see Terry alive which was his half brother And he said that Terry, again, was following him to the store that night. He told Terry to go home. Then he also said that, in a second story, that his brother was last seen playing video games inside the house. So Which one is it? Which one is it? And the cops were like, okay, we just need to focus on Skyler because obviously there's something that he's not telling us. The details of Skyler's interrogation were not released to the public and during this time, his name was actually not released because he was a minor. But Skylar was arrested on suspicion of killing Terry. He was booked in the Southwest Justice Center in Marietta, California. And that age old question remained like, why did you do it? What happened? So your little stepbrother was a freaking annoying you. He followed you to the store. He was being a pest. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Leave him alone. Tell what? him to go home.
1: Why did you do it? Or what happened? And then I think, too, you know, uh, we cover a lot of crimes. The next question I have in my mind, are you going to try him as an adult or are you going to try him as a juvenile? He's Mm -hmm. only 16 years old. Doing adult things. Yeah. So Shauna, the mother, she believes that this was actually an accidental killing. She believed that the boys were roughhousing inside the home that night. Um, He may have fell or something occurred, and that's what caused the blunt force trauma. She thinks that Skylar then panicked, and then he disposed of the body. That's In her mind, that's what she's thinking. So here, personally, I don't think that adds up because... Why wouldn't you just call 911? Why would you, if it was really an accident, you would just call and say, hey, my brother and I were roughhousing. He accidentally mm-hmm. hit the corner of the coffee table. He's not breathing I or need something. EMS. I need- you know, this is what happened, but to then bury and lie and well, cover
0: he, it up. But he didn't just bury him because the cops looked in the backyard and he was not buried. So he was hidden. He was hidden. Therefore, I don't think it was an accident. No. and he then- went to great lengths.
1: Yes. And then I did read in another article too that someone else had stated that in the backyard where he was, sh- she's like, there's no way that he had been there for three days. Mm-hmm. We don't even, I mean, we don't know if he was there for three days, but that seems like a lot of work to go to if it was just, in fact, an accident. I agree. I don't, that doesn't add up to me.
0: So on June 12, 2013, Skylar is officially charged with the murder of his younger half brother. Cops believe that Terry's death was due to a domestic dispute. Unfortunately, though, you guys, we're never going to know what really happened in that house that night and why Skylar killed his little brother because he never told anybody what really occurred. Ultimately, they decided to try Skyler as a juvenile. And in 2014, the now 17-year-old Skyler pled guilty to a charge of voluntary manslaughter and was sentenced by a judge to 12 years behind bars. But get this. He had one sympathetic judge because the judge said that the voluntary manslaughter charge is a crime committed without malice in the heat of an argument. Oh. That's, that makes less sense to me because if it was in the heat of the argument, it was an accident. Why won't Skyler just tell us what really happened? That, uh, he had sympathy for him, I feel like. That's a part I do not get. I just feel like there's more to the story and the fact that, okay, it may have been a crime committed without malice, but Skyler didn't do anything to save his little brother. No. I'm- if he had a chance.
1: And he didn't do anything to explain himself or what really happened. Right. So.
0: So this is something really crappy going back to the question we had for you guys at the beginning of the story. By law, juveniles that are sentenced cannot be held past the age of 23. So let's talk about this. (laughs) How crazy is this? They can commit a crime and not be tried as a juvenile and not be held past the age of 23 they uh, in talking about this case, Skylar freaking murdered someone and he's out.
1: Well, we'll get to that part. I th- I am a firm believer that people can be rehabilitated. I do believe that that system works. I don't think it's fair that he was sentenced to just such a minimum sentence and then is released. He was released before he was even 23. First of all, after murdering somebody, I think that
0: he only I don't think years. that justice was served. Not
1: at all. In my opinion. And everyone yeah. has their own opinion. I definitely, like I said, I believe in rehabilitation, but I just don't think that justice was served in Terry's case. He gets to go
0: live his life. Skylar gets to move on and live mm-hmm. his life. Terry doesn't. So we'll tell you how the release went. Um, Skylar was transferred back to the Marietta jail in june of 2018 just four years after his sentencing mind you he went back into the same court that he was originally sentenced in and the court read him his terms of release and probation and he was set free at just 20 years old he's free to go out and just live his life just like that just walks out the door like Good, did my four years,
1: and I did read that he he went and got on got went on to get his high school diploma while he was there and everything, and now here he is, set mm-hmm. free, living his life. So the details surrounding Terry's death have actually never been given to the public, and the whereabouts of Skylar now are in fact unknown. Oh, Pam can Ooh. find him. Pam, 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 hit us up, Pam. <laughs> Last I did read, a family member had mentioned that he was in some sort of like a halfway house. Uh, program type situation but other than that his location i mean nobody knows where he's at i
0: don't really give a shit where he's at to be yeah, honest with you me
1: neither skyler's mom has stood by his side through every court hearing she went to every single court hearing and sat in that courtroom and she continues to stand by his side to this day she claims that this was all just a tragic accident which I'm not in her shoes so I don't understand as a parent I think I would have different feelings but she has continued to stand by Skylar I don't think we'll ever know what really happened to Terry obviously because the only person who knows what happened refuses to tell anybody Mm
0: -hmm. well you guys that is our case for today let us know what you guys think do you think justice was served we want to thank you guys so much for joining us this week And please head over to wherever you're listening now and leave us a five-star review. We hope you all have a safe weekend, and we will see you
1: back here next Friday for some new true crime. Bye, Bye, guys. guys.